Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, interlude episode 182. As I've talked about in the past, I have been watching Babylon 5. It's a sci-fi show from the 90s, and I know I've talked a lot about it, so I won't go into all the details here. However, one of the interesting things about it is there's a lot of both religious as well as uh, social and political uh, topics or, um, I don't know, attitudes or storylines. I don't even know how best to describe it. I know Gene Roddenberry in the original Star Trek tried to put a lot of especially political and social stuff in his. Uh, racism was a very common topic and things of that nature. Uh, war often often was brought up. Babylon 5 seems to have taken a page out of that as well. Uh, I don't think it gets quite the love it deserves. Um, is it an amazing sci-fi show? No, it certainly can't be. And the graphics are deplorable, especially for a show in the 90s. I mean, you compare it to Star Trek The Next Generation, which was late 80s, early 90s, and, and Star Trek was better. Um, but having said all of that, uh, they still did. They still did a really good job with uh, Babylon 5, and I've I've drawn quotes from it, and I've drawn parallels to some of the episodes, and I've shared those in previous podcast episodes. Um, one of the things you hear a lot today in the world, especially in the world of politics, is this, is the phrase gaslighting. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I could really truly define it in the best possible way, but basically, gaslighting is a way of trying to persuade somebody to believe something, usually through indirect means. Um, I've heard uh, comparisons to like people who are in chronic pain, for example, will sometimes go into the doctor and the doctor will try to persuade them that they're not really in the pain that they're in or it's not treatable pain. And I'm not saying this to throw doctors under the bus per se, but it is an example. Um, Another example is over the last 50 or 60 years or longer, uh, there have been people claiming, oh no, we're going to run out of fossil fuels, or oh no, the, the polar ice caps are melting, or oh no, a variety of different things are taking place. And based off of those statements, policies, procedures, laws, um, sometimes taxes, and other things happen in support of those statements. And the reality is that sometimes those statements are right, and sometimes they're not. Anyways, that's what gaslighting is. Um, Sometimes it's hard to find a really, really good example of gaslighting, and I have found one. Now, gaslighting is often something we would usually put in the villainous category. Uh, I would argue it's probably not always, um, but it is a way of, I don't know, guiding people through, maybe a good word for it is misdirection, to do something you want them to do. And at the end of the day, they feel like they came to the conclusion themselves. So let's go back to Babylon 5. In Babylon 5, um, there is various wars that have been taking place over the course of the first few seasons of the show. And uh, now they've come into a point where some of those wars have kind of calmed down a little bit. And a new, uh, a new issue has arisen. And it's requiring a lot of people to come together. But these people have already been coming together a lot. And to some extent, they're probably sick of each other. And they, they want some space. And so the captain of Babylon 5 is trying to figure out how to persuade a bunch of groups of people to fall in line. And he figures out the, an incredibly rather genius way, but uh, he definitely used gaslighting to do it. And so if you want a good sci-fi example 
um, that truly is the epitome of gaslighting from my perspective anyway. It's Babylon 5 Season 4 Episode 13. Um, Very interesting perspective of it. Anyway, uh, moving on to something else. Um, As a family, uh, a member of my family has gone gluten-free. I've mentioned that before. It started last summer, so the summer of 2022. And it's been uh, a unique challenge to say the least because I don't know if you've ever tried gluten-free bread or pasta. It's kind of gross most of the time. Well, we recently discovered something and that is if you do uh, grilled cheese using gluten-free bread, and I'm sure the brand or whoever makes it makes a difference, but the key is a whole heck of a lot of butter and a panini press makes a huge difference. Because uh, I'm sure the butter saturates in it and makes it less, I don't know, chewy or something. Anyways, so uh, that was a, a big move. Another thing is um, we've discovered is fresh mozzarella cheese. Usually when we grill cheese, it's usually like Swiss cheese or cheddar cheese. Um, fresh mozzarella, like sliced up and thrown on that. It's really good. Um, it's heavier and it's a lot more filling. So I don't feel like, you know, sometimes, oh, I usually eat two or three grilled cheese. Um, I can eat like one and it's like caps me out. So I don't know. It's it's fun for something different. Uh, as a family, one of the shows that we've been watching on Netflix is Is It Cake? The second season came out. Um, I have to say it was better than the first, but it still just astounds me how incredible uh, a cake can look like the real thing. So I I will say one thing though, I do feel like there's a little bit of maybe cheating going on. Um, I know it's not against the rules in the show, so it's not really cheating, but it feels a little cheap to me. And that is when they do this, is it cake? The goal is they make a cake. And then after they make it, they have decoys that look like the same type of product. Like, for example, if they're going to make bowling balls, they have real bowling balls on the stand and then a cake one. And then judges have to figure out which is cake and which is real. But sometimes if these bakers are having a hard time with what they're making and the decoys look just that much better, sometimes they'll alter the decoys, um, char them, burn them, damage them or something so they look less real. And to me, that's not quite achieving the same goal. Um, don't get me wrong. The show was quite entertaining and really enjoyable, but uh, I don't know. I, I struggle with that a little bit. Um, one of the things that my my family was kind enough to get me between Father's Day and my birthday was a pull-up bar, and there's these uh, straps that you can hook onto the pull-up bar that you can use to do uh, a unique kind of ab workout. Now, I originally got these because I was going to hang myself upside down from the pull-up bar like a bat and do upside-down sit-ups. I have done them before, and they're kind of amazing, honestly. Extremely difficult, but very rewarding. However... If the pull-up bar is not like enormous and mounted in just the right way and just the right height off the ground and you've got just the right equipment to get yourself up there, it's terrifying to try to flip yourself upside down without fear of falling, hurting yourself, etc. So I will say um, that part did not work out as planned. However, these straps that we got, their original purpose that I've actually been using them for, which is kind of awesome, is you put your arms through them and then they, they, they rest underneath basically your triceps, and then you hold on to them with your hands, and then you lift your legs up off the ground, and you're basically doing crunches in the air. Um, Two really cool things. One, it's it's a a non-impact crunch, meaning like when you're on the floor and you're doing crunches, you feel it in your back, especially if you're doing it wrong, and this you can't. Um, The only real 
issue you could have is you're using more leg muscle than ab muscle to do it. In the end, you're still working out. Um, and the other thing is, is that when you do it, you kind of sink your spinal column a little bit. Uh, and because as you're relaxing all the other muscles, except for your abs, and it feels really good on your back. So I encourage you, if you ever get a chance to experience it, let alone have it, um, it's kind of cool. Uh, and then the last thing is for my birthday, my family got me a Lego set. Uh, it's a piece of art. It's my first art Lego set. And it's um, it's an image or a Lego version of the Great Wave, which, um, unless I'm mistaken, is some kind of Eastern Asian art. I don't know if it's Chinese, Japanese. I'm sure I'm going to get flogged for not knowing, but I don't know. Uh, but it's one of those really cool art pieces that I really like. And I'm, fu- I'm really excited to put this together. I've started, but... Um, somebody I worked with many years ago who was really into Lego, uh, said that their passion was putting it together, but taking their time, doing it slowly, not rushing through it. And so I've taken that up. I have certain occasions that I work on the Lego and, um, it makes those occasions that much more special. So anyways, that's all I have to share this time around. And in the immortal words of my youngest son, Superman, smile, be happy and remember that you're worth it. Thanks for listening.